there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hey everyone, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. And today I get the privilege of talking to one of my friends, Crystal Whitmarsh, and she is somebody that I actually met in a networking group that I started at our church, and the two of us were the only two that showed up the first day. And what a blessing, though, because we really got a chance to just sit for an hour and get to know one another as moms, as healthcare providers, as entrepreneurs, and just really have been close friends ever since. And Crystal reached out to me not too long ago and said, hey, we should have a conversation because I think this might help the people who are listening to the Unstuck podcast. And I was like, absolutely, because You know, Crystal, you're somebody that I look up to. You have such a bright light for people. You have such a servant heart. And the things that you're accomplishing with, you know, your husband and and on your own is really remarkable. So welcome to the Unstuck Podcast, girlfriend. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And after that, I feel a little bit emotional. So (laughs) (laughs) well, okay. I know your heart and I know that it's not easy for any of us sometimes to really brag on ourselves, but I really want you to help our audience get to know who you are and get to know the person that you have become because it really honestly gives us hope. So tell us a little bit about you, Crystal. First and foremost, a child of God (laughs) and I rely on his grace often, but I'm also a mom of two amazingly active, challenging, resilient, and stubborn boys. (laughs) Isaiah is five and Micah is four. And I've been married to my husband for 13 years, almost 14 years. And I will be honest, not all of them were easy or glorious, but it's wonderful to be in a spot that we're in right now. And I'm also a physical therapist. I earned my doctorate in uh, 2013 and have been practicing at a, a big medical facility near us. And, and I work with the, the neurologic population, so people with brain and spinal cord injury, stroke, and that could be traumatic or what we call atraumatic, where at my facility we see a lot of different types of tumor resections and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I basically, in my day job, see myself as somebody who helps people adapt to where their new normal is and help them be able to get back to life as they used to know it, but it may look different now. Mm. So how fitting for where we're at symbolically, right? For where we're at in the COVID stage that we're in. So tell us about your other business. Yeah. So my husband and I also own a coffee roasting business that we started um, actually back in 2017. Officially, we started under the cottage food exemption and started in our garage. (laughs) Originally, we started on a popcorn popper, roasting coffee for ourselves, and then grew to the commercial roaster. And then we moved that roaster into our current commercial space. And my husband quit his job a little over a year ago in March of 2019 to um, be a full-time coffee roaster um, and business owner. So we've been filling our time with that pretty much like 
a bazillion hours a week. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So there's so much that I want to unpack with all of that. And I think where I'm going to start though, Crystal, is I want you to kind of talk about why it was that you reached out to me in the first place about this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had listened to your podcast where you shared about adapting to COVID and all of the changes. And it it was more, I think it was about when you returned to work Mm -hmm. after having some, some furlough time and, um, and just how emotional that felt and, and how exhausting it was. And to me, that was eye opening because I knew that I was exhausted. I just hadn't acknowledged it yet. And Mm so I found myself wondering like, why am I so tired? Why am I falling asleep on the couch? And after I listened to that, I'm like, yeah, of course you're tired, Crystal. Like you're wearing a mask all day. You're wearing goggles all day. You're still lifting patients and sweating all day long. And you're having to adapt to change. Like every minute, I swear we would get a new email every minute that would say we're doing something differently. And honestly, I just wanted to be able to share that with your world because with our world, because I want people to know that it's okay that you're exhausted yeah. and, and you can take the time to rest. I think one of the coolest quotes I've seen is that just because you have the time doesn't mean you have the capacity because mm-hmm. now that we're home more, I think we're expecting ourselves to be able to handle more and that doesn't have to be true. That's really powerful and it's something that I need to hear because I want to take advantage of every single second that I have of the day, but sometimes I know that I'm probably not giving my best. So thank you for that permission. I appreciate that. Yeah. So tell me how, you know, you talked about how you've had to adapt as a healthcare provider, specifically with physical medicine and rehab, but I want to hear what your perspective is during this time as a business owner and as a mom who's trying to juggle all of these things in the spite of this crazy world. Yes, it's so much. And it's still happening as we wait for our kids to find out if they're going to go to school in the fall, right? As a business owner, number one, I had immense feelings of anxiety when all of this started because my husband had just quit his job, Mm -hmm. you know, like right on a year ago when COVID (laughs) kind of started over here. And, And so we're in a growth phase of our business. And it made me anxious thinking we're going to lose our wholesale business. We're going to restaurants are closing. Mm-hmm. So like one of the restaurants here in town isn't going to be ordering coffee weekly anymore. The church had to close and the church uses our coffee. We had just landed an awesome account with a Christian nonprofit coffee shop down the road and they had to close. So all of those very consistent orders that we have are now gone. And I was like, God, what are we going to do, right? Like, we need this business to grow. And then not to mention, like, healthcare facilities then started to freeze, go on a hiring freeze. Right. So our backup plan for, like, what if the business fails was for my husband to get a job at that facility. And, well, suddenly there's no jobs available, right? Right. So I just had all this anxiety, and I really had to put my trust in my faith. And trust that God has us exactly where he wants us and that he would take care of us. And he has. And that's the most amazing feeling ever. And I know that there are people out there who aren't feeling the same right now. Right. But maybe who can still relate to that anxiety feeling. And and trust me, it does get better. Okay. I am just going to say what somebody might be thinking when they're listening to this. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Crystal, like your husband quit his job. 
you guys started a business and oh gosh, people are canceling a wholesale, but it's going to be fine. God's got this. Like you make it sound honestly, like really, really easy. And I was, you know, privileged enough to walk alongside of you when Jim was considering stepping away from his job in order to build your coffee business. So I want you to kind of give us the real version of what that was like to make that decision and really kind of the motions that were around that and how you felt that time and what was able to bring you through that. Because I think that your transition with him into business ownership full-time really did prepare you to handle this particular thing. So I really want to just hear about the journey that you guys took with that leap of faith when he decided to step away. Talk about back and forth. And honestly, we still question what in the world, like, why are we doing this? How are we going to make it? How are we going to pay the bills? But it's a weird roller coaster of fear, Mm -hmm. anxiety, insecurity, and literally feeling like you are constantly on the struggle bus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like there are days when I might feel like I have it all together for maybe 10 minutes. And then, (laughs) for example, and then today I get an email and it was like, hey, can I come and pick up that coffee today that I ordered at like, 10 a.m. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a coffee order for today, right? Like, it's so hard to balance it all. And I don't really think that balance exists. But for me, I always encouraged my husband to leave his job because I knew how unhappy he was Mm -hmm. at his job. And he was commuting a lot. And for him, that that leap was really hard because he takes pride in providing for his family. Right. And he had a really good salary and he had really great benefits. And to be able to step away from that was very challenging. And, and it's almost like you take one step forward in courage and then like three steps back in fear because you just don't know if you're going to make it. You want everybody to love your product. You want people to, you know, like if I come by with like, meet somebody and they'd be like, oh, that's great. You're a coffee roaster, but I don't really like coffee. I would like get offended really easily. Mm -hmm. Right. And and be like, no, you have to love my business (laughs) because I want my husband to be able to quit his job. And I want him to trust that this is going to work. And I I really want to hustle hard. And if I hustle hard, then this business is going to grow. But what it finally took to make the big leap was we had met with a pastor or a, a retired pastor. He came over for dinner and we were talking and and he and his wife used to do missions overseas. And he said, the sliding glass door is not going to open unless you step right in front of it. And God has really, really big things for you. But until you have enough trust to take that step forward, he can't accomplish them through you. And so that was something that really stuck with both my husband and I but my husband's more of a a tangible person and he needs to see the numbers and he needs to see that things are going to work so that we can continue to feed our boys because they eat a lot. (laughs) Um, And so what finally happened was he was going to work. He would get up at like 4am and he would go to work, like commute an hour and 10 minutes, get to work for 630 come home, get home at five, and then he would roast coffee until midnight. And he was missing out on time, like at the dinner table and time putting our kids to bed. And 
I mean, we were hustling. So then you can do the math, right? He was getting like four hours of sleep a night and that's just not healthy. Right. And, and so finally I said, you know what, we either have to hire somebody or you need to quit your job. Like we just need to do this. And I think that that also helped. So just realizing like, okay, we're getting busy enough to the point where we have to pay somebody to help us or you can do it, but you can't do both. Um, Yeah. And I think that what I'm hearing is that you got to a point where all of a sudden the costs were too big for you to ignore. Exactly. Right. Like he was missing out on family. He was sacrificing his health. And I think so many times we kind of feel like we're comfortable, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's good. It's good. Maybe not great, but it's good. And we don't exactly acknowledge at what cost. Right. Right. And so the safe thing would have been to continue on that path. But you guys both had to acknowledge like, hey, you know what? The cost is bigger than what we're willing to to stick out with. So we need to do something different. And I love that because somebody listening might be right there. Right. They might be having all of those feelings of fear and all of the things that you've recognized in yourself and your journey. And they're right there. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like I haven't even been noticing the cost. Mm-hmm. Of staying and where the I'm cost at. isn't financial. Right, right. Right. It's a thing it that was, matters. It was. It was health. It was wellness, sleep, family time. Right. Um, and also, I work at a facility where we see the trauma things that happen. And the highway that my husband was commuting on was the very one that there are a lot of accidents on. Mm-hmm. And I also told him, like, I cannot see you come through these doors as a patient. So yeah. you need to stop commuting. So that was part of it too. Right. <laughs> so I remember, you know, when you said like, oh, hey, Jim finally made the decision. And I'm mm-hmm. going to just ask you so that other people can hear, like, w- then everything went perfectly after that or not? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so he made the decision. He, he told his boss he was leaving. And then, like, the fear escalates, right, when you realize, like, oh, my goodness, we're actually doing this. Um, we're losing a large sense of security. Mm-hmm. And and so even then, you know, there was tons of self-doubt. And then I would freak out, too, because now not only is he leaving his job to launch this business to the next level, but now I'm the provider, mm-hmm. right? And I have to do well in my job so I don't lose it because <laughs> now I carry the benefit. Right. Right. Yeah. And that was a lot of pressure. And and yet the whole time, even though I would have these feelings of fear and self-doubt, I still knew that God would provide for us. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't feel it. So that's the difference. I knew he would provide for us even if I didn't feel it, because we feel fear, we feel anxiety, but I know better. And oftentimes I have to reach out to my circle, to you, to, I have a close circle of friends that when I'm struggling, I reach out to them and they remind me, right? Yeah. Because I do forget. Yeah. And from from my perspective, looking out, you guys have been able to be t- cared for this whole time, even though sales might've gone up and down at the, at the beginning of this and the fears had really kind of sank in for a while, you guys still were able to, to always put food on the table. You always had a shelter over your heads, right? And you were able to, to get by. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And part of that is 
we've had to we've had to pivot our business a little bit. So with COVID and losing those wholesale accounts, we had to really market towards online sales mm-hmm. and towards um, free local delivery, non-contact. So somebody orders online and we deliver it to your doorstep. You don't even have to see us, <laughs> but we love to see you. You don't have to. <laughs> um, and uh, sometimes roasted the same day that you order. Wow. You know, and then delivered. It, it just depends on our roast schedule. But we had to push that a lot. And thankfully, people drink more coffee when they're working from home. And especially if you had kids at home during that time, I think that coffee was definitely essential. <laughs> so you told me this morning, Crystal, that your business has actually increased during COVID time. And I'm just going to ask you this. So if Jim hadn't quit his job and you had this gigantic safety net and you guys were just doing this coffee thing on the side and COVID happened and all of the wholesale accounts, you know, canceled on you. Do you think that you guys would have stuck it out and been creative and pivoted the way you did in order to see the increase that you had? Or do you think that it would have been harder to keep persevering? Would it have been easier to quit? Oh my goodness. I've never thought of it that way before. And yeah, I think what we would have done is we probably out of fear mm-hmm. would have closed our doors and we would have, Jim would have continued to go to work or worked from home. Right. And I would have continued to work and we might've lost our business. Right. Like, yeah, but you're right because our family depends on it. We hustle even harder, Right. which sometimes isn't a good thing, but in this case it was good because we had to utilize our resources. You know, curb, we started curbside pickup on Saturdays where people could text us and we would run a coffee drink out to them. So they wouldn't even have to come in the store. That was something that we talked about doing like two years down the road. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the other thing that COVID and healthcare as well has kind of launched us into just getting things done that we've talked about for a while, but just haven't had the resources or, or the drive to start mm-hmm. doing it. And yeah. so that was something that we definitely didn't think would happen so quickly, but it ended up happening sooner. So you've mentioned fear several times in this interview, and you've mentioned exhaustion a couple times in different contexts. So I want you to speak to the listener right now who is maybe going through something. They're going through a change. They have this sense of discontent or longing for something else, but they're maybe too scared to take that next step. They have fear. They are exhausted. They don't know if they can keep going. What would you tell them based on your experience to think about, consider, to do? Hmm. Oh, man, so much. (laughs) (laughs) I would say I believe in you and you're worthy. You, first of all, deserve a break and deserve a rest. But also you can do and are capable of way more than you can even imagine. And you just have to take the next step forward each day, right? And it doesn't have to be a large step. It can be a small step, but it has to be forward. That way, each time something sets you back, you're still moving. Mm. You just have to keep moving so that you're not stagnant. And utilize your resources, build your community, your tribe, needs to be a close tribe that you can count on in times like COVID Mm -hmm. and when you feel like you're 
falling apart. But that's the biggest thing. You are capable of so much more. You just have to believe it yourself, too. So how do you build that belief? What if somebody doesn't have that belief in themselves? What if they don't know how to take the next step forward? Yeah. Well, sometimes I don't even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm asking for a friend, right? Like, <laughs> Where did you get your belief? Yeah. COVID could have really crushed me. Like, I struggle from anxiety, mm-hmm. really bad anxiety. And actually, almost at one point, I was working the weekends that things really amped up and mm-hmm. we started to prepare and we changed visitor policies and, and we had to start wearing masks, like all that stuff. I was working that weekend. And I was like, each time I would step foot on campus, I had to take a deep breath because I felt like I was like coming onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so in order to, I almost contacted my doctor to increase medication because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I can handle this. I think what it takes to overcome that and not for everybody, like, so, like there are many ways, don't get me wrong. There's not a certain way to figure this out. That's going to work for everyone. But for me, it was one small change every day. Okay. And it started with getting myself out of bed continually at the same time. It started with devotional time, five minutes of devotional time. And that can look different for you. So if, if you're not somebody of the Christian faith, it could be meditation time, it, just anything for yourself, even five minutes. Exercise. I started exercising 30 minutes a day at home because gyms were closed, right? So I had just gotten a membership to our health and fitness facility. I was like, great, now the gyms are closed. <laughs> but I started working out at home and and sleep, like making sure I got sleep. So those basic, I'd say if you don't know what to do, are you taking care of yourself with all of those basics? And check those boxes first. Once you check those, honestly, podcasts like this, personal development, market research, finding out like what, depending on what you're doing, like what could one next step be that I that I change that could help either my business or myself. All of that has been really helpful. And do you ever suffer from negative self-talk when you are in the middle of this anxiety or exhaustion or the fear of change and and things like that? Or Uh, is that just me? (laughs) Yes. Every single time. This is an ongoing process for me. Uh, And and self-doubt, like Mm -hmm. big time Mm self-doubt. There was another podcast I listened to recently and the Life Coach School podcast. And she said, you know, if if you're experiencing self-doubt, you're on the right path. So I've had to change that negative self-talk of like, you know, because self-doubt leads to I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I can't do this. I'm not a very good public speaker. I have severe anxiety. I like all of these things that are negative, but instead turning it around and saying like, okay, I feel really uncomfortable right now. And that's a good thing because I don't want to be comfortable because comfortable keeps me stagnant, Mm -hmm. right? And so leaning into, and you taught me this, but leaning into those feelings of fear, allowing them to happen and, and being okay with them because they lead to growth. Yeah. Um, if I'm feeling comfortable and I'm avoiding everything, then I know that I'm not growing and that's just not how I want to live. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask you, you seem to have come from a place that was a lot of fear and a lot of exhaustion and all these things and business is going really well. 
your boys are doing great, your husband's doing great, work's going great. Do you still kind of struggle from time to time with this stuff? Like once you kind of mastered it, did you feel like you always have it mastered or is this something that you continually have to struggle with? Oh man, it's continual. It's up and down. Um, I think the difference is that I'm learning how to handle it differently, Mm -hmm. right? So even like two, two and a half years ago, I, I found myself in the emergency department because my heart was racing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was actually diagnosed with something called POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, but also I think it's hugely related to my anxiety. And that was the result of thoughts that snowballed mm-hmm. that resulted in physical, like, feeling my heart race, sweating, tingling, just those different types of feelings, and then feeling like I was going to die, right? And now, when I start to feel my fear and anxiety, I'm able to say, like, okay, this is anxiety, right? My heart starts to race. Oh, this is my anxiety. And that's okay. Like, it's okay for me to be anxious. Mm -hmm. I don't have to try and avoid it or set it aside or distract myself I can let myself feel it and when I do that then I can actually move on right right versus everything kind of coming back and revisiting and you know what with the business that happens almost every day it's like okay are we like are we going to make enough sales this month to be able to pay ourselves or to be able to pay our bills and and it happens with career decisions it happens as a parent like how do I send my kids to daycare and not freak out that they're going to get COVID? <laughs> you know? right. And you know what? I deal with that every day, like every morning. It's like, okay, I pray that today goes good and they don't catch anything. Yeah. But it's just a matter of learning how to manage that better so that it doesn't wreck me like it has in the past. And I love that. You're acknowledging that once you kind of conquer a fear or conquer a negative thing that happens in your life that you are likely going to have to experience some level of that same experience in different stages of your life, but that you can take each experience as a gift, learn how to overcome it so that each time you have to deal with something similar, you have the tools and you keep refining them. You keep getting better. It doesn't mean they go away, but it's definitely not as negatively impactful as it was the first time or the second time or the third time, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you're really showing me, Crystal, today is that it's okay to take some risks. It's okay to be Mm -hmm. scared. It's okay to be exhausted. It's okay to be just scared and not knowing what's going to happen next. But you are an example of just how to survive it, how to thrive in it, how to be inspiring of other people who are too afraid to go for it. Has it been perfect? No. But has it been worth it? I don't know. You answer me. Absolutely. I think it's totally worth it. I think I'm a much different person today than I was a year ago. Yeah. Doing something like this would have, I would have probably needed some kind of drink before (laughs) to allow me to do it, right? But instead, I'm excited because I want to share and I want more, more women who were in that same position as me to know that they can get here too. But also, like, it's still not perfect for me. You know, it never will be. And 
my business will never be perfect, though the coffee is perfect. Um, <laughs> it is perfect, actually. <laughs> you know, like um, my marriage will never be perfect, though our God is perfect and our love, his love is perfect. You know, I think the biggest thing is having grace for yourself yeah. and knowing that it's OK. Yeah, yeah. it's OK to question yourself, um, but allow yourself to grow from that. And don't allow yourself to get stuck from it. I love it. Okay, girl, I want you to give our audience one kind of question to ponder between now and next week when they listen to the next episode. What do you want them to consider? Ooh, I would say, what's your next step? What's mm. your next small step that you can do between now and next week? Oh my to gosh. To make a change. I love it. That is so perfect. Mm-hmm. That is so perfect. Okay. How can people get a hold of you if they want to try that amazing coffee, if they want to just contact you, follow your journey? How can we reach you, girl? For the coffee, trailcreekcoffeeroasters.com. You can order online and we do ship or deliver if you live locally. Also, you can follow us at Trail Creek Coffee Roasters on Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. And then personally, my Instagram is just crystal.whitmarsh. All right. And there you'll see more of my personal journey, my mom life, boss life, coffee life. I love it. it. (laughs) That's perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your heart, your courage today. I love you to death. Thank you. I love you too. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of this awesomeness. And I will see you here next week as we discover ways to get ourselves unstuck and walk together in order for all of us to step boldly into the life that we are meant to live. Bye.